to live righteously. It is time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an Articles of News episode, and I don't know when the last time we did this was that it was just a regular Articles of News episode, that it was not a like a conference recap, that we had more than one co-host at least over a year. Uh, it's uh, it's ladies' night, and the feeling is right. I'm joined by <laughs> Megan, the Mitch Mitchell, and Chow. Hello, Miss Wild. Hello. Uh, Texas and Bracer, respectively, Bluffdale. right? Yeah, Bluffdale. Bluffdale. My bad. It's all the south end of the Salt Lake Valley, which is growing too much and is overcrowded. So I agree. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to get into a lot of news. Now, I haven't told you guys this. We're recording this today, but people that are hearing this are like, of course, they're recording this today. They're not going to hear it for a bit. So when we get to the news <laughs> articles, we're going to pretend like it's the past way the past but it's the future for us but today is the present so hopefully that all kind of made some sense what's new chow i haven't seen you in a while uh still have five kids (laughs) (laughs) still married to russ okay uh still working as a lawyer now Uh, now is it is it uh when we chatted before with you at least one of the times you were running to be a judge is it judge electing season again or have we pumped the brakes on that no that it's like every four years okay so you know and i was in a four-person race so finished somewhere behind number one you know we all kind of evened out so anyways but it was a good experience so now i'm just lawyering it up and I'll probably run again when the time is right and when the position is right and it feels right all that stuff uh interesting statistic that I picked up off the radio uh yesterday 70% of contests that are elected go uncontested in the United yeah. States do you know yep. can you believe that I can oh that's uh, that was unreal to me so way to be a statistic breaker chow I do my best that's yeah what I mean I do. you did you didn't win, so you didn't really do your best. No shame. I mean, like, <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll fix that next time. I'll I'll control the results better. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. I mean, they're they're all just fake results anyway. We all know all right. that. Uh, the other question I have want to ask you, uh, you know, in the recent conference, the uh, temple for for your district was announced. Yes. yes. What yep. What's the movement down there? What's going on with that? Uh, They've announced the site. It is in Cedar Park. And in December, we were up in that area for a baptism of a friend's child. So we drove over and looked at it. And it is still grass and rocks and trees. They haven't done anything. It's just, oh, look, kids, that right there is going to be a temple someday. And kids were like, cool, you showed us a landscaped field area. Thanks, mom and dad for this. In my heart of hearts, I want them, uh, once they've announced the site and also picked the site, I sort of want a sign that says, future home of eternal salvation to be (laughs) plotted. Right there. And then people are like, wait, what? What is it? It's across the street from a high school uh, football stadium, which in Texas, that high school football stadium is larger than, you know, like Southern Utah University's football stadium. So, yeah. That's going to be interesting, you know, Friday night temple session with the crowds across the street cheering on the, you know, the marching bands, the whole nine yards. I'm sure they'll do some soundproofing for that. Hmm. So do you think people will try to park at the temple when they go to the game? Oh, I bet that'll be fun, too. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, and (laughs) big sign, no temple or no football game parking. Or maybe your though, temple recommends scans you into the parking lot, right? <laughs> now a parking pass too. Have you guys have you guys already read the news article that I'm going to talk about? Because the church is facing this on a particular thing. We'll get into no. it when we get into articles of news. It's fascinating uh, where this is and what's going on. Um, yeah. But you know what this tells me? Do do, uh, do Texas football concessions? Is that a thing? High school football concessions? That means mm-hmm. you. You go do a ceiling ceremony, get a funnel cake afterwards. That's what that yeah. sounds like. Yeah, that's the dream. Oh my goodness, a giant pickle. So, yeah, hot dog, some Perfect. nachos. So yeah, so here's the other interesting thing for us. Okay, we are closer to the San Antonio Temple even after this temple is built. So we are 
the southernmost ward in the southernmost state in the Texas Austin mission. Mm-hmm. And it's 50 minutes to the San Antonio temple and it'll be an hour to the Cedar Park temple. So we may not change too much. We may still save 10 minutes. Well, you know what, Chell? I'm actually closer to the Draper Temple than the Ochre Mountain Temple, but I'm in the Ochre Mountain Temple District. So I, it's about a two minute difference. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like a Utah vibe. I see what's yeah. happening here. Texas is right. becoming more like Utah. Yep. There we go. <laughs> You know, I'm seven minutes from the Jordan River Temple, and when the uh, Taylorsville <laughs> Temple is finished, I'll be four minutes. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, fun fact about that: the Taylorsville Temple—that mm-hmm. is where I was baptized. I was in baptized. The temple? In that, no, in that stake center where it's going to be. So I feel like that says something about my holiness that they had to turn it into a temple. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not saying anything myself yet. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that up. Let's see how that goes. For <laughs> uh in- interesting since we're just throwing in fun facts the best tamales that you can get is across the street from the taylorsville temple and that junkie is that their old reams or something like that yes. Right there? yeah yes so so it's not a company it's not a business you just have to go there on the right day i'm on a facebook page where they announce <laughs> when they're going to be selling the homemade tamales in that parking lot and from all from all reports they are the best tamales, but you have to know when they're going to be there. Okay. Is it just like someone's abuela just yeah. showing up? And yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And you get them in quart, quart size uh, Ziploc bags. And then oh, those are the best kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a, an amazing food that we eat all the time here in Texas. So I would <laughs> love that. Rub it in. Rub it in. What's new for you, Megan? Oh, so funny story. My, um, so all of my boys have had birthdays in the last few weeks and my Mm -hmm. youngest just had his birthday. He turned five. And so we went to his well check yesterday at the doctor's office and I showed up and I said, Hey, I'm here for his appointment. And they're like, um, we don't see him on the schedule. And I was like, well, here's my confirmation email and text. And they were like, well, the doctor's out sick today. So you should have gotten a call yesterday Uh, to reschedule. uh. And I'm like, I did not get a call. Yeah. I also don't answer my phone ever. But I was like, I don't, I didn't get a call. And they're like, oh, kind of record showing that they did call and left you a message. And I'm like, I 100% ignored that call because I thought it was just a reminder. And I already knew because it was on my calendar. Sure. So that was really real, real fun. And uh, so we drove all the way from Bluffdale up to Murray for the doctor's appointment. And so I'm like, well, buddy, let's go to the Lego store. Oh. And, uh, so that was fun, except that I said, we can't buy anything. We can just go look. And we ended up with a Lego set. Of course um, you did. Yeah. 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 And then on the way home, there's a store in Draper called Pirato's. Have you heard oh, of it? Yeah. 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 Do you know that place, Chow? No. Don't oh, know oh, it. It's amazing. Imagine it has like... All, it's, it's like all imported candy and goodies and, and imported sodas it's amazing and i had gotten my older son candy there from germany and japan for his birthday so all my kids are like we those we want to go to paradox so that was the other treat on the way home from the no doctor doctor's appointment was taking my little guy to get some fancy candy hmm. he got some disgusting stuff but that's fine yeah <laughs> like a gummy spider and a gummy dinosaur yeah. and whatever uh, Made him happy. <laughs> I, I I thought that the end of that story was going to be you grabbing the collar of the person at the medical office and saying, <laughs> do you know what it took to get me here today Seriously. with this kid? Do you know how many kids are Seriously. at home? I don't care if it's a registered <laughs> nurse or if it's just someone who's read a book about a wellness check. Put the kid <laughs> on the scale. Take the temperature. Let's do the weight. I'm not coming back was where I thought that was going. So close. I was so close. Yeah. So close to that reaction. I just would have like jumped through their partition and just ripped somebody apart. But yeah. it's fine. The appointment's rescheduled. We got a giant gummy spider all as well in the all five-year-old the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, interesting experience that I had. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the various things that are going on that I want to share. Uh, I, so I'll share the most recent one and then I'll, I'll talk about some other stuff because I'm going to do some other news. There will be lots of news coming, everybody. Lots of news, lots of news episodes 
Because apparently people miss the banter a little bit. Um, it's fun. Uh, as I was driving home from the gym today, I thought, you know what I should do, which is never a good thing. And my wife will attest. She always has to hear the same thing three times before she takes it serious. But I thought about as I was driving home, because I'm, I'm at this little like, you know, part of my life where, I, where I'm a little bit, I don't want to say lost, but if I was being real honest with myself, I'm a little lost. Like I love doing uh, weddings and events and that's really fun. And, you know, business this year for all intents and purposes is going to be the best year that I've ever had as far as that goes and having guys work for me. But it's But it's a young man's game and I don't want to always do it. I don't know when my exit is, but I don't want to always do it. So I'm kind of like keeping my ear uh, towards things that people that are similar to me are doing and thinking, okay, is that something that I could do? And then also trying to be open to, um, you know, those uh, those uh, promptings, right? Guided towards mm -hmm. stuff. I don't know, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. As I was driving home from the gym, I was like, maybe I'll go and get my master's in ministry. <laughs> Do it. I don't know. Do I don't, it. Uh, listen, it's it was a fleeting comment at this point, but I don't know. I mean that it, it, that could be good. There's lots of things that uh you know a master's in ministry would teach you. It's public speaking. It's uh you know it's helping people. It's religious based as well. I I don't know. That gives you any all, sort of indication. All good things. You know the source of it. Sure. So, Absolutely. Sounds like inspiration to me. Yeah, maybe. Here's what I will say, and I'm trying I'm trying to do this. In fact, uh, in a future episode that has already been recorded, wrap your head around that, uh, we talk about like speaking into existence the things that you would like for your life. And when people mm -hmm. compliment you, allow that compliment to rest on you and don't deflect it. Both are terrible uh, practices of mine. I don't do either of those at all. Not even at all. Well, at all. I don't do those things at all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to manifest. I'm going to Oprah the crap out of this. I would love do to do this here thing, this cultural hall thing as a full time job. Mm -hmm. I think I think that would be where I would like to lean into something in and around and consistent with this and bringing in some other things. And I'll actually I'll share with this other I, I'll share this other thing, too. So last That's night. Right. And then I promise we're doing news, everybody. But you, the emails told me that people liked the the weird banter. The banter is good. Yeah. yeah. The banter is very good. I'm thinking of writing a book, too. Again, minutes in a book. Here's what I, here's what I want uh, my book to be called. And I want to see if the church comes after me. Okay. Good Mormon. Hey. That's cute. Yeah. Maybe you could adjust how you spell Mormon. M-O-R-M-Y-N. Yeah. Get go real Utah yeah. on it. <laughs> Mur M O U R M Y N. More there, there it is. Perfect. Or or put like a put a dash in between it or a, or well, an apostrophe. <laughs> can I, Richie, I want to give you an assignment. Yes. An exploratory assignment to help I, you fill out this new idea. I hope this is serious because I really will it do is. whatever you it okay. Is. Go ahead. I'm right. I'm ready to type. I want you to listen to the podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Okay? okay. And listen to it. There's a guy in it that he he is an expert on um, ecclesiastical narcissism. Okay. And I love, like, you'll hear about his path, how he got into that career path. And I think you'll really find it interesting and it'll kind of help you understand like how you can, you can, uh, you know, take your own riff on it for your full-time podcast and your good Mormon book. Cause he's, he's kind of done it all. And he's become like the guy you go to at, outside of our church, other uh -huh. churches, they bring him in and they say, we think we want to hire this guy as a pastor, but we need you to do an investigation into him to see if he's a narcissist. Interesting. And they do. And the results were fascinating, but the rise and fall of Mars Hill focuses on one very narcissistic pastor. Heaven hope that he doesn't hear that I talked about him because he's a pastor down in Arizona and he's actually come at the our faith, the LDS Mormon faith, pretty hard in the past couple weeks. Anyways, I don't need to be in his crosshairs because he sure. says some pretty crazy stuff. But 
That's your assignment. Listen okay. to that. And then you'll hear one of these. And he, the, the guy I'm talking about, he's out of Minnesota. He's not affiliated, but he went and got a degree in um, ministering and, and, and that helped him develop what he now does um, professionally. So, okay. Anyways, looks like, looks like there's 19 episodes. I will binge the crap yes. out of this. Oh okay. my goodness. And they're fascinating and they're well done. So, Good. all right. Yeah. That's your, so that's your assignment. When you started to say the name of that podcast, I instantly went to the rise and fall of Lula Rowe. And I was like, oh, Richie, you should just start an MLM. <laughs> start a cultural hall MLM. <laughs> Deal. Done. Make that I, happen. <laughs> I will I will do that all day. And you guys, mark my words. Ground you're floor. The first, you're the first in my you're the first in my downline. Ground floor. An yes. opportunity for you to be able to spend the time with the people you love the most, doing the things that you love the very best for the most uh for the most money. And just can I <laughs> Will you guarantee that I will be diamond, platinum, laser, dragon level? Yes. Making millions jet. of dollars? Yes. yes. A private jet ride. Yes. With the okay. big cultural hub branding right on the side. Yes. Yeah. You guys, we got it. We got it. Let's there take it a break. And when we come back, we'll do actual articles of news. Best DJ in Utah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these. And I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country, uh, but especially here in Utah. Been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BookofMormonSecrets.com or you can find them on Instagram at BookofMormonSecrets. This is the opportunity for you to not only be able to see uh, Russ Brunson be able to go through like all the cool things with the first edition hymnal of the church or uh, the first edition book of commandments. This is also an opportunity for you to be able to go and see these books in Idaho or be able to win a replica. You need to go right now to bookofmormonsecrets.com or you can follow them at Book of Mormon Secrets on Instagram. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month and it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. And away we go. Now, in the uh, preamble of this whole thing, in the opening exercises, I know that you guys didn't know anything about this, uh, you know, this uh, this whole thing down at Arizona State University. Go Sun Devils. So there is, uh, as there is uh, on most campuses, most college campuses that is around the world, they go, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Let's let's try and get as many people to attend the school as we possibly can and then give them four parking spaces and watch them fight over it. And then we'll pay tuition for people in parking tickets. And Arizona State is no different. Um, there is adjacent to Arizona State a massive parking lot owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because there is an institute building adjacent to Arizona State University. And so, I, you know, I, I think that this, some people are calling this default. I, I am calling this 
divine providence, inspiration, <laughs> if you will. Mm -hmm. The Institute at Arizona State University has said, hey, if you take an Institute class and pay $5 for a parking pass, you can park in our parking lot. And so th their enrollment in Institute at Arizona State University up like 45%. Yeah, of course. Because people are like, you know, they get sort of these, you know, there are very specific like Book of Mormon classes, obviously in Institute. And, you know, I remember I took one on the miracle of forgiveness, that book, bless its heart. Mm. But uh, yeah. Hasn't aged well. No. Not so, not so well. <laughs> and, and they don't even produce it anymore as far as I understand. But, mm -hmm. uh, so there are some, a little bit more generic Christian classes and there are hundreds of people enrolling in this class so that they can have the $5 parking spot at Arizona Absolutely. State University. Yeah. Absolutely. Similar thing, similar thing here at, in San Marcos at Texas State University when okay. the institute was there by the campus. It was the same deal. And people did it because it was a hundred bucks for a parking pass or 150. And even then you could only park in certain lots at certain times. And so that's the way to do it. Kudos to those mm -hmm. college students for hacking the system, learning a little bit about Jesus, but also sticking it to the man. Yeah, take Absolutely. that. What I can't wait for is years from now where uh, we find out about a, an apostle or some leader in the church. It comes up during a, a general conference about how they found the church because <laughs> they just wanted a great place to park. And there was something different about the Mormons and then found That's their way into the church. It's going to be like the people who joined the church after watching the Book of Mormon musical. You know, exactly. You know. Exactly. In the most unlikely of places. There'll be, I'm, I can hear it now. I could just tell by the parking lot. <laughs> building. It was just the parking lot felt different, you know? Their lines, sure, they were straighter, but I knew, I knew yeah. that my parking spot would be safe. All right, Megan, what do you got? All right. So a couple weeks ago, we had the NBA All-Star Game here in Salt Lake City. And, mm -hmm. um, Anybody who's wondering, I took one for the team and I went to the game and it was terrible. It was so boring. But there was a huge weekend of festivities, including um, service projects that NBA Cares puts together. And of course, being that we were in Salt Lake City and Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, who were hosting the, the game, Ryan being a member of the church, he they um, linked up with the church and did a service project at the Bishop Central Storehouse packing meals, uh, meal kits and hygiene kits. Um, there was a few NBA stars there, including Buddy Heald, who was in the three-point contest. Uh, Dwayne Wade was there. Um, uh, Abby and Spencer Cox were there. So um, pretty awesome to see the, the church and the NBA link up to do something good in for the world, you know, because having experienced the whole weekend, it was a lot of excess, a lot of people really soaking up their own awesomeness, but then to see people actually getting out and, you know, these big stars doing something for others was amazing. Um, Elder Ronald A. Rasband was there representing the church along with Sister Browning, who is in the primary general presidency. Um, so yeah, just a really, really awesome event to, um, like I said, pull a little bit of the focus off of the people and onto something a little bit more worthwhile. So that's uh, that's my first story. I was real excited about that one. Yeah, she called dibs on that a while ago. Uh, <laughs> I did. You, you know, interesting thing too, and and this is me just reiterating a joke because I was so proud of it. Uh, and I want to make sure that I get his name correct. Mac McClung, the dunk contest winner. I'm sure everyone has watched the video. The, the you know he, he's. Um, He's being given credit for people caring about the dunk contest again because for so long it's been so boring, but he's done such a great he did such a great job and ended up winning. Uh, it was amazing. Tell me if you got if you don't think that that guy looks like he belongs in the Philadelphia Second Ward Priest Quorum. Absolutely. Like he he's yeah. the he's the whitest comb over young looking yes. guy. I just was like well, it's too bad. Great that he, great that he won the slam dunk contest, but I feel bad for those priests. They're going to have to find someone else. He's never coming back. Well, and you know, what's so funny is that he, um, so post Malone, Utah's own post Malone, uh, he performed before the all-star game 
And Mac McClung was the one who introduced him. Uh-huh. And you can very much tell that Mac McClung, McClug, McClung, McClung, he has not been giving given a lot of extemporaneous public speaking um, training uh-huh. in his NBA career. So he was very stilted and had like a weird um, cadence to his introduction. And um, he was wearing like this sweater that had pink hearts all over it. And just a very darling young man. <laughs> he, it reminded me of if you said to a priest quorum, a member of the priest quorum, here's some lines to read, introducing Post Malone, that's what would happen, yes. is what actually happened. <laughs> From it. Yeah. Just like in Sunday school class. Exactly. Exactly. It was pretty funny. So <laughs> I'd like to turn the time over we, to the Post Malone. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, so it was, it was a really good, good, fun weekend for Utah and excellent to see the church and the NBA pairing up together. Cool. All right, Chow, what do you got? Well, Richie, the Mormons are coming. The what? Mormons are coming. Yep. You would think it was the British, but it's not. It's the Mormons are coming as put out by the BBC. So the British are still involved a little bit, but it's the Mormons that are coming. This is a documentary following three young missionaries through the first few months of their training and in work in the field that airs February or aired February 28th on BBC Two. So there's a great article on BBC.com about inside the UK's Mormon missionary boot camp, mm-hmm. in which it talks a little bit about kind of a preview, a, a tease for this documentary, trying to get you to watch it. So it's really uh, kind of fun. One paragraph starts off, known only as Sister Cooper during her religious mission. (laughs) I just kind of laughed at, because I just think it's funny. You know, it's always that game you play with missionaries of what's your first name? Some of them will tell you, some of them won't. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, And it talks a little bit about, you know, most of them are under the age of 25 and live away from home for up to two years. And the um, training center in England is the largest one in Europe as well. And then there's fun at later. So it says that her name, known as Sister, what did I say? Collins? Cooper. 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 Then it goes on to call her Rebecca for the rest of the article, which <laughs> you know, I was like, man, way to buck what you just said. Yeah. But uh, she says later on, sometimes you feel like an influencer, which I thought, oh, missionary work has changed. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a question I had, actually, as, as I read through that article, because they're they're encouraged like uh, like when I served was encouraged to knock doors. They're encouraged to share themselves, to make videos, mm-hmm. to do reels and stories and all that kind of stuff. Do either of you two know, do missionaries that serve now as part of like you have your your scripture study and your teaching people study. Is there like marketing, social media marketing instruction as part of it? Sort of. Well, Megan, as far as I know, there is. So this was an interesting experience we had in our Austin, Texas mission. The sisters reached out to my husband who does, he's a TV news reporter um, with a, a editor. I don't know what you call it now, but They reached out to him in December and said, hey, we want to make this video. We won this competition in our mission to be the ones who we had this idea. We everybody in the mission put these ideas together to do a a video, a little inspirational video. We won. Everybody liked our idea the best. Now we have to do it. Can you help us, you know, do this and edit it? And so they they gave my husband their project. He went back to them and said, sisters, this is, you know, 15 minutes too long. Nobody's watching internet videos for that long. TikTok, you know, you've got like a limited amount of time to catch attention, mm-hmm. share the message, and you're going to get scrolled on. So he worked with them and, um, you know, it was put out. And then all the missionaries through all the mission promoted this, this little video that they made. It was, I guess they do do them like once a month. And they won for the month of January. So December was, you know, getting this video shot and edited and put together. And it, of course, it ended up being my husband who did most of that work, right? Sure. It, it was the kid that he already, he already had five that give him these projects. 
and now he had a bonus one, but it, it turned out nice. So well, that's what I know about that. Make sure that we get a link so we can share that so people can check that out for sure. Yeah, so I'll, I'll send it to you. I have this vision in my head of like missionaries pitching their ideas for videos in like a shark tank type <laughs> situation where it's like the mission president and like the zone leader and the assistant to the president, you know, and it's like, I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I'm actually in a digital marketing class right now. And we talk a lot about like marketing that the church itself is doing and how mm -hmm. they've leaned into the digital space. But that is really interesting to consider that are they getting the, that instruction or is it just we're looking at trends and trying to figure out what what works and what doesn't? And yeah. 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 That's. An interesting Which, prospect. You know, and I, I remember from my mission, or maybe it was marketing, but they said, you know, somebody needs to hear about the church or think about it eight or nine times before they really want to ask any meaningful questions. Mm -hmm. So maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. Mm. But the other thing I wanted to say about this story on the BBC and the Mormons are coming is uh, there's a picture in there from the opening night of the Book of Mormon musical in Liverpool. And it uh -huh. has a picture of missionaries. And it's kind of a funny picture. There are two sister missionaries. They're wearing black skirts, white shirts, and black ties. And I just thought, man, I, I don't know how that would go over if I showed up to my ward in a black skirt, white shirt, and a black tie. I'm sure there would be lots of people, oh, oh. Sister Wild. So are we good? You know, but are I'm we sure, sure that those were actually, are we sure that those were actually our missionaries or were they yes. women who just dressed up yeah. to spoof it? It says underneath missionaries outside the opening night of the Book of Mormon musical. And they've got the little black name tags. I mean, I will say there's one guy in there that's wearing black shorts. And I kind of wonder, he, I'm like, I don't know that that one is a missionary. He's, he, I think somehow got into the picture by accident. He saw the <laughs> ties getting together for a picture. And I feel like he just marched down in and was like, what's going on? But those, I, I really do think they're sister missionaries. So just an interesting, interesting picture. Good article. Check out the documentary on the BBC2 or BBC iPlayer. The Mormons are coming when actually we've been here all along. That's the um, secret. And then some contention is to whether we were here first, but I don't want to have that. We don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting about that. So uh, if you want to watch that, you have to have a VPN here in the United States with a oh. with a uh, address in the UK. The BBC iPlayer and BBC Two won't allow you to watch it here in the United States. I did that rabbit hole the other day. Oh, because <laughs> I wanted I wanted to do that. So you uh, did the did the work for us, Richie. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't tell you if it's even worth it. But uh, yeah. but maybe, maybe, uh, I I've got two quick stories. Um, they're both TikTok related. Uh, the first one quicker, certainly than the second one, there is, uh, someone at Filipina dot misfit over on the TikTok. Uh, and I have to call it the TikTok cause that makes me chuckle. Uh, the uh, story about her is that she is a, a woman who goes to a Mormon university who has a burning passion for fashion that goes beyond her institution's dress code. So basically, she does a bunch of uh, short videos that's like, look how cute I am, and I can't wear any of this because of the school's honor code. I don't think she talks like that, but <laughs> uh, he, I mean, okay, you, uh, that that's the thing, right? I, I mean, that to me, yeah, yes. I, I When I shared the article, I thought, okay, one of two things. One, you knew what it was, when you signed up for it, right? And I and I don't think to her, to her credit, at least in the 10 seconds that I spent researching her, I don't think she's like, we need a change. We did, but she definitely is using the honor code as sort of like a leverage point to be like, I can't wear any of these cute clothes. And they are cute clothes, cute outfits, whatever. Sure. Um so so I don't think that, but but I also think that if it is the other thing, I mean. She she probably won't have to worry about going to a Mormon university very long. They have zero tolerance for stuff like that. Listen, mm -hmm. do it. Don't do it. We don't care. You don't have to go here. This is right. what we told you you have to dress like. Like of all the things to worry about at a university, I feel like they'd be like, close, we're done. There's a thing. There's a fine. Yeah. There's a thing. You're out. You don't have to mm -hmm. come here. Dress that way and go somewhere else. And it's not like provocative or like <laughs> only fans-ish. She's just 
You know, it's right. not according to the honor code. Yeah. Which I don't know. If if you want to dress that way, then you know, just I don't know. You you've got free agency. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always I always hate, and and this is where it runs sort of counter to how my my innate feelings are about stuff like this. Like where, where it's like, well, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. I don't like that argument within 90% of the church because I feel like right. it should be a much larger umbrella and be like, okay, so you feel that way, but like come underneath this. But right. to me, this is just a, a thing where it's like, th- this is super basic. Like you, yeah. you have to have a C average or higher to continue to go to this university. Okay. You have to not dress in these clothes. Okay. You have to right. not do this thing. All right. Or I can go to one of thousands of other institutions of higher learning. Yeah, exactly. And then wear whatever you want and nobody knows because you're, you know, you're at your house. You and BYU Idaho online. Yep. Like right now, I'm not even wearing pants in this, in this article. That math checks out. Yeah. Let's go (laughs) to a fire, Richie. (laughs) Shorts. I'm wearing shorts. That's all. And then the other TikTok story, and this was all sorts of news, continues to be as more details Mm -hmm. Uh, are coming out and I- inevitably this will be a, a video that surfaces though I have not seen it yet as of mm-hmm. the recording of this uh, Taylor Frankie Paul who we've mentioned here on the culture hall before over 4 million um, followers over on the TikTok, uh well arrested uh, this yeah. a couple weeks ago now uh, from from all uh, reports that I've read uh, her uh, boyfriend not her ex-husband uh, mm-hmm. was over. They got mm-hmm. into a little bit of a domestic dispute of sorts. Uh, and then she started hucking chairs around the room. Yeah. Cell metal, phone. Yeah. Yeah. Wooden cell plates phone. Metal chairs. Metal yeah. chairs. Well, and she hit, and she hit her five-year-old with one of the chairs. Yeah. So in the head. Yeah. Not so. intentionally, That's obviously. Good. And she would right. be the right. first. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, Still but, a crime. Still a crime. Still reckless. Well, and ups the ups the uh, ups the ante as far as crimes go, because mm-hmm. when you do these things in front of a child, I guess that just no good. Well, it's not only no good, but I guess that and Chow, maybe you can speak to this like that ups the ante as to like how much like what felony or degree of whatever. And yeah. then and then even though it's an accident, if it occurs like in this case where the child was injured not life-threatening mm-hmm. as far as I know, which is sure. great news, but even just <laughs> injured, even mm-hmm. accidentally, is another kind of amp up on the on this um, particular yeah, it's a, thing. It's a felony. It's not the same as, you know, and the age is a factor and that a child was, you know, you, you intended it for this person, but you hit this other victim. Well, sorry, that's still criminal. So whether or not she's charged and found guilty, I mean, all of that's going to play into the prosecutor's discretion and their decision. But as I heard uh, and as I read in a couple of things, she could, I mean, she won't, but she could up to 15 years Wow, in jail or in prison for this. She she won't. We all know that she won't. Yeah, I was going to say she won't, but potentially, yeah. But I mean, that to me... even knowing that she won't, but like recognizing, oh, this isn't just like, oh, I got mad and threw a phone across the room. It's right. 15 years if they were like, no, absolutely not. And then, of course, there's a whole other uh, component of this. And as things uh, continue to come out, um, there's a whole mental health component of this whole situation that to to me, you know, I, I, I feel really bad about. It. I think... You know, on uh, Twitter, you can follow us at the Cultural Hall. I made this comment the other day, and I was like, "This is the very essence of social media influencing people mm-hmm. negatively." This is someone yeah. who felt like they needed to walk out their entire life; it affected their mental health, and now she'll never be the same because this story, because she allowed her life to be completely played out on the public sphere. Now, all of her life, she doesn't get a pick that it's all of my life, except for the bad parts. Now all of her life and this will continue to follow her and there will be that much more attention uh, on her. And it's, and, and to me, you know, I, I want to be very clear. She broke the law. I don't think there's ever a time for domestic abuse or hurting children or any of those things, but it makes me feel sad 
for her that 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 she is in that situation and i hope for everything in the world that she can you know that someone can reach her in a way that can get her the help that she needs so that she can make her way through this and be strengthened because of this instead of letting this define the rest of her life um, can i push can i push back on that just please. a touch richie sure so i've been thinking about this as i've read all of the the things that have come out and admitted like i will agree that she has had a crummy year. She's had a lot of crap thrown at her this past year. Um, but I also look at it and I go, how much of it is like social media's fault and how much of it is she's the one who chose to do this big thing about, Oh, we're soft swinging and it's all of us in our ward and blah, 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 blah. And I look at that and I go in what realm would anybody say that that's something that needs to be shared with your millions of followers and then expect to not get any negative reactions to it. Hmm. You, do you know what I mean? Like I, it seems to me like she's no, nobody said, Hey, Frankie, go and, or Taylor, whatever. I'm not Taylor, Frankie, um, mm -hmm. go share this huge bombshell story that, you know, is going to blow up. Oh, and then further it by continuing to share all of the extra details and the divorce and then sharing like, I have a little bit of a hard time with saying, well, it's all it's all social media's fault when none of it had to be on there in the first place. Sure. So let so let me say, I don't think it's social media's fault necessarily. Mm -hmm. But but when you look at and and the the studies of like the the dopamine and the oxytocin yeah. hits of when you post something and people like it. Like, I yeah. think there's that very like scientific physical thing that occurs, but I think that there's right. also like this, this, uh, need of, um, like acceptance and, 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 you know, we're very much, we're looking for extrinsic factors to be like, good job, way to go. And then you continue right. to do that. And then, you know, say for example, if that's how she makes her living, she feels yeah. compelled though, though she doesn't have to, and she always has her choices, but she feels compelled to, I have to continue be able to feed the machine so that people yeah. like me, so that people pay attention so that there's more and more and more and more and more. So I am by no means saying that she didn't choose all of this. Yeah. Boy, she, she chose it at any point yeah. and any point moving forward, which is what's so empowering about it. She could make different choices and have a different life, but right. It is so hard for people today and people like her to have that place where you can detach and be like, I am going to make a different choice because right. you almost feel as though the choices have been made for you because of some choice you made down the road. And now you just have to keep going. Yeah. Here's my, here's my quick two cents that we can move on. Things like this happen even when you're not on social media, there are plenty of families that go through this very thing that it's not as public. I think it's, that's the hard thing is it is so public, but it's also good because most people don't realize that this happens in their community and to their neighbors mm -hmm. often yeah. or frequently. So in a way it's almost good because it makes a conversation like this happen. Now, a bit of legal advice for someone like this woman I'm not going to say it's legal advice for her because should she listen to it and take my advice and not work out, I don't want to get sued or something. Anyway, sure. best thing she can do or any listener that we have that maybe they're going through something similar and it's not as public, get into parent counseling, get into anger management counseling. You go down to that food bank like the, or the church storehouse, like the NBA people did and start doing some community service, get a record of it because that is what will influence the prosecutor. Are you somebody that we just need to lock away and throw away from society? Or are you somebody who's going to take this as a wake up call and say, hey, I can do better. Let me start the work now before before I have a probation officer telling me what to do. I'm just going to jump on that train, get in the counseling, get in the therapy, go do the community service, make this world a better place. And then the prosecutor is going to be a little more impressed with you as a human being by saying, wow, look, they this was a wake up call. So vote. Yeah. That's it from the former prosecutor. There you go. <laughs> well, and your life will be better, right? I mean, you do oh, all yeah. those, you do right. all those things. It it just it screams and out of control. And so I hope that mm -hmm. she's able to to get some control. What do you have, Megan? So um a missionary serving down in Colombia was Oof. he and his companion. This is so sad. They were um 
they were robbed and the one missionary elder, um, uh, Maxwell fish from San Antonio, he was actually stabbed in like the clavicle area and nicked an artery, um, which is, uh, terrifying even to happen in, you know, um, Salt Lake city, but to have it happen when you're far from home away from your family, um, with people you don't know, absolutely terrifying. His, his companion took him to a member's home and then they were able to get him to the hospital. Um, it was pretty, pretty, uh, traumatic obviously for all involved, but he's now in stable condition after surgery. And it sounds like he's getting the best of medical care. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard for me thinking about the fact that I have kids who will be going on missions soon to be like, yes, please go into this um, strange land with strange people and don't get stabbed, you know? Um, But he's, he's from San Antonio, but like I said, he sounds like he's in stable condition and making, starting a very long road to recovery. His family's down there with him. They've made their way down to be with him. And uh, I've actually reached out to the mom. So maybe uh, that will be a part of a, a future episode or a portion of an articles of news. Cause that just that, I mean, to your point, that seems terrifying. Hey, you know, your kid that's down in wherever you need mm-hmm. to come quick because they were stabbed in the clavicle. Right. Exactly. And sounds like his companion was, uh, was not harmed, but the church and the mission are taking care of making sure that he gets the counseling that he needs for having been involved in that. And, um, very much a collaborate effort between doctors down in Columbia, doctors here, you know, consulting with the church and making sure that everything is being taken care of the way it needs to be to get him home, you know, where he yep. can recover. Deal. All right, Chow, what do you got? All right. Well, I'm going to give you a little piece of Texas history. Texas history. Let's sing it, stars at night. Okay, so you may not know this, but the Texas legislature only meets once every two years. What? And they don't get paid a cent. They get paid nothing. I, yeah. I think I think that's the case in Utah. I don't think that the legislature in Utah gets paid either, oh, okay. but, yeah. but they meet more frequently. Yeah, nope. Once every two years we meet because, you know, we don't need you telling us what to do. We can manage ourselves. And, you know, next year you can tell us what to do if it's still an issue. <laughs> Sovereign nation. Yeah, we're doing our own thing. So that's sort of why this story piqued my interest, because we're in a legislative session right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it you know, it doesn't happen all the time and it gets kind of crazy. I end up going up there testifying a lot about certain bills that they're thinking of passing. But this one is out of the stories out of the AP News in Salt Lake City. Uh, the legislature in Utah is also meeting, and there were some um, bills presented that they wanted to kind of close the loophole on clergy penitent privilege reporting. Mm-hmm. But none of those have received any hearings in the state house. So it looks like Utah will not change what it currently has um, on the books regarding that um, exemption from having to report. It was also interesting to note that there are 33 states that do not require, they they have that similar exemption about not reporting when abuse is reported to clergy. Um, I stand on the side of this should be changed. It should be reported. Sure. Um, And I know uh, Pennsylvania has some of the most strict laws regarding serving around youth and children in any religion. You have to get a background check. You have to be registered with the state of Pennsylvania. So I had a friend, mutual friend of ours, Richie, uh, Dr. Jeremy Schroeder. Oh, cool. He uh, he was living in Pennsylvania for a while. He got called to be a counselor in the Young Men's Presidency. They called him over the pulpit, but then he had to do all this paperwork with the state. And he's uh, in the military and he had lived in Germany and all sorts of places. So it took a little while to get that report back and they ended up releasing him and calling somebody else because it took too long to get his background check from the state. And so he was not allowed to work with the young men there, but I still support it as, as a policy in the mandatory reporting. And um, 
I think I've shared, we've had an incident here in our ward where there was some just being a little too rough with the young men by a bishop Mm -hmm. and people tried to get the stake president and others to report it. They thought they were doing the members who witnessed it, thought they were doing the right thing. Um, Stake president didn't report it. And that bishop peaced out and moved back to Utah when it started to get kind of thick. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed for those victims that are still here none of which attend church anymore because they just, they feel abandoned. And what did, what did that bishop do? So he would tackle um, it. He, okay. Any youth who did not have a father in their home, he felt like, yeah, I'm going to be that dad figure. I'm going to be the like, you know, buddy, buddy dad. So he would tackle, he would kind of grab around the neck sometimes if you weren't listening, um, you know, just stuff that wasn't really appropriate. And there's a few yeah. parents that witnessed it and they said, think he should be doing this i don't think right. that's right went and told the stake president and the stake president said well, i was inspired for him to be the bishop so mm. we'll figure it out but it even if it results in an investigation that just says don't do it again or there's no immediate harm i just i like the idea and i wish these bills would go forward in utah get a fresh mm-hmm. set of eyes on it mm-hmm. to kind of step back and look that doesn't know personalities, that is no yeah. respecter of person, so to speak, that can say, yeah, that was, that crossed a line or mm, that didn't cross a line. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, and it's interesting. Oh, sorry, Richie, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I think it's interesting that, um, why wouldn't we do everything that we could to protect children, yeah. you know? And, and, and honestly, like this extends beyond just our church. I mean, there's other, there's other, um, groups where like this will benefit them, you know? And I think about the fact that um, I've been in primaries, right? Where the presidencies haven't really enforced the too deep rule, you mm-hmm. know, with, with um, teachers. And I'm like, it is something so simple that could, and, and is there like, is it going to solve every problem? No, but at least you can say, well, I did all that I could, mm-hmm. you know, like I've done, I've done all of the things. And so yeah. I look at that and I go, why wouldn't we just put this this particular policy in place? Because it's something that we can do. Is it going to stop every single problem? No, it's not. But it is something that we can do. And that's where I just don't, I don't understand why. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with background checks. I know that like in Australia, for instance, you can't receive a calling to work with children if you don't have clear, background clearance. That would be very easy, but maybe it wouldn't be easy to implement. I don't know, but I, my husband sells guns for a living and they can do background checks in 20 minutes. Like yeah, it's, right. it's not, it's not really a difficult thing as we have learned in the last few weeks, last few years, the church has the capital, you know, to be able to pay for things like that. And so I, I'm like, dude, lawmakers get it together. I, I don't yeah. know why it wouldn't be something that is just on the books. No questions asked. Yeah. I, it certainly would make me feel more comfortable and really the end of this article ends with, you know, it's kind of a sad end to the article. This is something that survivors of abuse, you know, they've known for years that not being heard, you know, the bill's not going forward or at least having a discussion in a session or, or having a committee meeting where they can come testify. They feel like they haven't been heard all along. And so it, it kind of, it was a sad end. I hope it's not the end of it. I hope it comes back. Obviously, Utah meets again next year. Hope they meet again next year. Texas, we're every other year. So they'd have to wait a lot longer here if if this were in Texas. But hopefully it comes back around and we do right for those most vulnerable who don't have a, a strong voice to say, this happened to me, shouldn't have, should not have happened to me, and let's do more. Yeah, it'll come back around for sure. In fact, there's some language, I guess, in the in one of the Utah bills that they there were several people that were like, yeah, if we could change this and and make this not sort of overreach. And I don't think anyone wants that either. Let's speak to the other yeah. side. We certainly don't need, you know, so that no one could possibly, you know, work with kids. That's not what we're saying. But oh. But I think that there there will be some adjustment, and we'll certainly see it again next year. You guys, our time is drawing short. A couple ah. quick, a couple quick stories. Let me tell you about this: um, the passing of Linda King Newell, who, if you don't know, is one of the co-authors of the book Mormon Enigma: 
Emma Hale Smith uh, came out in 1984. Her and Valene Tippett's Avery, who has also passed passed away in 2006, uh, both passed away. Just a, a pillar of church history. Um, that that book changing a lot of thoughts, bringing recognition to uh, Emma um, in a way that hadn't really been done before. Uh, a lot of a lot of um, like church, uh, I don't want to say dignitaries, but I guess that's the word that comes to my mind. Uh, we're at her funeral, which took place at the Garden Park Ward in uh, downtown Salt Lake, which if you don't know, it's an old mansion that was donated to the church and it's got fountains and ponds mm-hmm. and tile work. And it looks like a, it looked like, it looks like a carriage estate. It's Ooh. unreal. It's a great place. Great oh, place. Downtown yeah. Abbey. It uh, it 100% is like a Bridgerton downtown downtown Abbey kind of thing. Um that's where her funeral was held. Uh two new stakes established in Madagascar and South Africa respectively. Taloma Masina, I didn't say that right, Madagascar and the south of Johannesburg are the locations of those two stakes. Incredible amounts of growth in that part of the country. Uh, there is an individual who is the top recruit, you guys. I know you guys care about football, so I want to make sure that we get this in. Walker Lyons is this individual's name. He is going to uh, put off football for a couple of years and go serve a mission. And here's what I think is interesting about this. Food for thought, email us, contact at theculturalhall.com. Why wouldn't you allow yourself two years to get bigger, to get stronger, to all of the things so that you could come back and just so long as you don't hurt yourself, right? I guess that's the risk. Right. Why wouldn't you allow your body, all of those things, still have all of your eligibility and come back when major, you know, major league is what I almost said, but National Football League players are playing at your age and your body is this way as a freshman in college. I think we celebrate it and it is to be celebrated. I'm glad he's choosing his faith, but also maybe, maybe a little bit of the other part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that story is how many articles from the church have come out. Why is this top football recruit giving up two years of his, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I know the why. Do we need to really like, is that, that's so clickbaity. It's so random. And I'm yep. like, I, I don't even need to read the article to know the answer. <laughs> yeah. It well, makes I, me laugh. It gives me a chuckle. My question, does he know where he's going yet? Is it Denmark? Uh, has, not, has not been announced yet, but you can oh, okay. anticipate that he will go somewhere safe. I mean, I know the Lord inspires, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I served, I, among, think- I served among a lot of, professional uh, or college level athletes in Cleveland, Ohio, that would have never been sent elsewhere. I'm not questioning the Lord's inspiration. Yeah. Well, see, that was my thought is either send them somewhere where football's not a thing, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. Really focuses, or send them to where Steve Young lives. And yeah, now he's got a mentor, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and I don't think that it's that bad. I mean, some people may come at me for, for my comment. I don't think that it's that bad if we say, here's this person who's a very talented individual in whatever, can be sports, can be arts, can be whatever. Let us embrace every part of who they are as they serve. David Archuleta rest his soul in uh, South America when he, you know, when he, when he performed, I thought that was great. I'm, I'm still saddened about that, that I shouldn't have, you know, maybe said that that way, but yeah, love it. Yeah, absolutely. Love him forever. Absolutely. But the church certainly got behind him and allowed him that opportunity to do all that. We're going to end it on this. You guys, I want to know if you will be willing to uh, join this church with me. It's called the Divine mm-hmm. Assembly. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that you guys are willing to uh to to join me. Maybe you're not ready yet. Um, What's the but, tithing look like? Uh, none. Okay. Um, and just kidding. I love tithing. I yeah. no. <laughs> we didn't I even get into that in this one. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Instead of uh the bread and the water. It's psychedelic mushrooms. So I just want I'm you in. to consider it. We're re- remapping our brains, all of the things. Uh, there is a growing number of people in this divine assembly church here in the state of Utah. You have to be ex-Mormon and you have to want to experiment with psychedelics. It's the what? divine assembly. If flat out says you have to be a former member of the church. Yes. So let's and say, is it- go down this rabbit hole with me. 
Okay. Lifelong Catholic. I want to join. They're like, nope. no, go join that other church, then come to us. There are other opportunities. <laughs> and I think and I think they would say, though I don't know, and maybe this is worth a conversation down the road. Uh I, I think that they would say that in their um the particular things of which they are uh dealing with or like remapping are specific mm -hmm. to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Interesting. I don't know. I think it's what an interesting riff. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'll join unless it's a peanut butter involved church. Ooh. That's really my mushrooms I can I can pass on. Okay. Well then, then Yeah, personally take, I hate mushrooms. <laughs> hot take on the end of this. Is it Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. Okay. Good. Then you guys are both invited back. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. That if, if you you're not healthy enough. <laughs> that if you couldn't Sorry, I wasn't sure this week that you join us next week. Did I mess that and up? When the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the, on back, the back row. row. On the back row. Oh, oh, the cultural. Cultural. Oh. I love trying to time up Zoom. <laughs>